welcome to Running Through History with Coach Hinterling. And so what this podcast is, is the introduction to the second unit of APGov. And what our focus in this second unit of APGov is uh, political beliefs and behaviors of the American people. So we're going to take a look at who, who the electorate is. Um, so the first question that we're going to start with in this unit is, who are the American people? Because, you know, I'm I'm sure you guys know this. We have often been described as a melting pot. Um, And this describes the the idea that we are a very diverse country. Um, We have very different cultures. We have different ethnicities. We have different religions. And we all come together to form the American people. So when you look at this melting pot, um, we do share some basic values. Um, but again, we are very different in, in many ways because of our cultures, ethnicities and religions and things like that. So the American population's diversity plays a significant role in the political system. Um, and that is only going to increase in importance as we move on into the future. Um, so some of you might know this, but the United States of America is close to being what is called a minority majority. And what that means is that minority groups all together will soon outnumber the majority. So one of the, of the, of the assignments that you guys will look, look at is, is going to be looking at some of the numbers of the 2010 census. Um, and you'll see that it's um, in the 60% of the country is what you would call white non-Hispanic. Um, and then you have all the other minority groups who... Um, who make up the other percentage of the population. So the majority right now, as I just said, is going to be that white, non-Hispanic, Anglo-Saxon group of people. But soon, maybe in the next decade, the minorities in our country, these groups are going to come together. Um, When they come together, will be a larger percentage of the population. And this um, will cause and has been causing a pretty significant um, shift in American politics. Politicians are going to have to start to pay more attention to the interests and the values of these minority populations. And they're going to have to represent the interest of these minorities better than they have in the past. Um, so this has become a pretty big debate in American politics. How are these, how are politicians um, going to, um, to do this successfully? How are they going to be able to, how are politicians going to be able to adjust to this new reality? You know, that's going to be something to pay attention to um, right now, um, you know, in the next election cycle in 2018 as the um, House and the Senate, many of them were up for re-election. And then again in 2020 in the next election cycle. So that's the first thing that we're going to um, discuss in this unit. The second thing that we're going to focus on is how do Americans learn about their politics and how do Americans um, become informed citizens in regards to politics? We have what is called political socialization. And this kind of the definition of political socialization is um, the process by which someone learns about the political system and how they form a political opinion. So we have a couple ways that this happens. We have what is called formal political socialization, and that is really done through schools, um, like in a government class or a history class, things like that. And this is a very important part of, pol- of, of political socialization because you learn the ins and outs of government and how our system works. But 
it's not as important as the informal political socialization because this is where people get ideas about politics and and they form their own opinions from a lot of informal sources like a family member, a friend, the media. Um, And those used to be the answers to informal sources. But now, as we all know, we have things like Twitter and Facebook um, and, and social media, but that is where a majority of people in America are getting a lot of their political information. And I don't know if you guys keep up with this last election cycle, but that's, that was a really big deal um, where we hear the quote unquote, the phrase fake news, um, that that is not looking at the media as a whole, but looking at some of the random articles that people would share on Facebook without uh, fact checking them. I know that I had had uh, some extended family who would do things like that during the last election cycle, and so those are that those are ways that people informally get their political information. But you know, both these sources play a huge role in where Americans learn about politics and how they form their political ideology. All right, so we will take a a look at that because not only is that an important part of this class and understanding how Americans form their political ideologies, um, but just um, for you personally and where you guys are getting your your information and being able to sort through what is real um, um, and what is not. All right, so the next thing that we're going to focus on is how do we know what Americans think about politics. Mainly, we're going to focus on polls. We have Gallup polls. We have exit polls. We have new sources who run their own polls. So we're going to take a look at polling and what are the positive and negatives of polling. Um, Plus, we are are going to um, take a look at and and kind of debate the question on how important are polls in our political system. Um, One polling place that I often go to, and they have a website and they have a podcast, 538 Politics. Um, they're really good at and not only doing their own polls, but they're also good at analyzing the veracity of other people's polls and how good other people's polls are. So that's a good place. Um, then we're going to turn to the question of how Americans form their political ideology. And what you will see is that Americans actually form their political ideology at a very young age. Um, so I guess the question is, is going to be of, of when people start to do that. And so many of you are in the process right now of figuring out um, what political ideology you believe in. You're learning if you lean more conservative, more liberal, libertarian, socialist, whatever it might be. Um, It's usually going to be done during your high school years, that that is where you become informed politically and you start to form your ideas about what you believe about American politics and what American politics should focus on. Um, And that's not to say that the ideology that you form now is going to be the same one that you guys have when you're 40. Because I know that when I was in high school, I had a a way of looking at at politics in the world. And now 20 years later, I have a completely different way of of looking at things. So a lot of people start to really think about about politics um, at a pretty young age. Um, So we'll think about that and look at where you guys lean right now. So you guys are going to look at where you guys lean politically. Um, the next question is, how do Americans participate in politics? How do people participate in the political process? The most obvious way is by voting. So we're going to take a look at voting and we're going to look at elections. And we're going to look at, at patterns that we see um, throughout elections. Um, and we're not going to look at, we're going to look at not only why do people participate, but we're also going to talk about why people do not participate. 
Because for the United States of America, for an advanced country, we have a relatively low rate of people participating in elections. In the last two decades, we have had only about 60% of people participating in presidential elections. And for an advanced country, based on democratic ideals, that is super, super, super low voter turnout. And we'll talk about why. Because some of it is not just, it's not a choice that they make. Some of it is literally looking at our, um, when our election's held, what day they're held, and how polling, um, how, how, how voting places are, are open and how they run and look at voter ID laws and, and stuff like that. So we'll take a look at, um, at why people do and why people do not vote. So with elections, we're also going to look at how elections are constructed. Because within this, we're going to look at, 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 at political campaigns. We're going to look at how they're run, how they are financed, which is a really big deal. And we're going to focus on that the most. Who can be active in a campaign? What role does money play in a campaign? Um, because, again, that's a huge topic of debate right now. The amount of money, millions and millions and millions of dollars are spent on these elections. It's, it's insane the amount of money that is spent on the elections and how much influence that money has on policy and, um, and campaigns and elections. Okay. Cause it's a very small percentage of the population who can actually spend the millions and millions and millions of, um, of dollars. So we'll take a look at, um, at that and how that impacts our, our political system. And so that really is about it for the second unit, okay? Mainly looking at, um, just again, beliefs and behaviors of our electorate um, and how campaigns are run and, and financing and all that stuff. Um, so that's it. If you guys have any questions, just um, shoot me an email and we'll go from there. But I hope you guys are excited about this unit. We're going to hear a lot more from you guys in flip grids and what have you. So you guys will get to know each other a little bit better. And hopefully, after looking at how Americans participate in politics, that you guys will learn a little bit more about yourselves um, in your community and how they participate in politics. Okay? Thank you for listening.